Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And this is the H&J Daily, some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Well, as always, we had a bit of a conversation about various things. We also... We're joined by David Rush. David Rush has just chalked up his 150th Guinness World Record, and he's even got other members of the family breaking records as well. It's quite an amazing story, actually. So uh, yeah, we'll he's an amazing you. bloke. He's absolutely perfect guest for us. Let's be honest. Yeah, uh, Bumble, David he was Lloyd. On good form. Yeah, he was on good form. He's going to be coming back with a bit of commentary. Striker continued. Uh, another thrilling episode. Uh, less thrilling was "Don't Ask Me," I'm afraid, but uh, still oh, you've, always you've, worth a listen. Spoiler alert: We had some clips. Well, you know. We it's not really a clip. spoiler alert. Is no. I've got it right twice in about eight years. <laughs> we ran the <laughs> to be honest. We ran the clips <laughs> Wheel of Fortune and went back to 2017. And uh, nice little uh, idea by a Crawley Town Football Club. We'll tell you their story as well. What they've been up to in uh, lockdown. So here it all is. <laughs> Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Good afternoon, Paul. Good afternoon, everybody. I had two quite exciting arrivals. The the Coits, they they came. We had a played all weekend for a good indoor lockdown sport. This the is not Paul game. and the misses from the early breakfast. This is <laughs> no. This is the game the old... you play on board ship. That's the one. Yeah, when we were struggling, one bloke said perhaps it would be better if you had, we were on board a sort of ship that was moving. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we decided we couldn't really play it until Sue mastered it because it would be no point in me playing on her own. But it took about three days. She finally, typical her, she gets one and then she lands another one straight away, like two in a row oh, after fantastic. three days of nothing. Brilliant. And uh, my Chelsea Snood arrived. That's good. There you go. Going to put it on for me, Chelsea Snood? Is it, yeah. What's it made of? Is it, is it a kind of light material? Oh, blimey. Try and make a bit more noise with their headphones, Eddie. Sort of yeah, okay. And he hasn't quite got... I've got to apologise, boys and girls. Andy's microphone craft doesn't need a lot to be... Well, he's trying to pull on... It's covering your whole face. It's a Chelsea flag, basically, covering your... It looks like you're about to do a bank job. You can't if go out playing, like that. If they're not playing well, I can just pull the whole thing down. Yeah. <laughs> cover, cover me up. Hang on, we'll I'm get, just going we'll, out of mic reach. There we go, and I'm oh back now. God. There we are. Blimey, sounds like he's well, falling down take the it off. stairs. I know, I know. It's all right. It's just assorted, <laughs> and, uh, assorted sound effects. <laughs> anyway, very exciting. We should, we should can, can Sue take a picture of you with it on, Andy, d- during the ad break? Would that yeah, be possible on your phone? Yeah. 
because it is yeah. quite spectacular. I'm, I'm, I've just discovered a problem. I'm, I'm not somebody who's had to wear a face mask before, uh, obviously. Mm. Who has? Let's be honest. Yeah, um, exactly. But as uh, kind of these days a more or less permanent glasses wearer, I'm finding an issue in them steaming up. I know. I didn't, I've I'm got sure a, a solution for that. Well, look, a lot of people. I've been reading lots of solutions. You soap the glasses up. Is that one of them you've seen? No. The best one I've found is yeah. you. You take some tissue paper. This was in the Times on Friday, and you yeah. sort of roll it up, and you, you, you into a sort of like a long line of tissue, kind of thing, and you put it at the top of your nose where the mask is, and all the moisture is absorbed by the tissue, and it doesn't go in right. your glasses. Well, it stays there. The though, I mean. You're forever well, taking yeah. them on and off. I mean, you've bits of tissue paper. I've heard people saying put surgical <laughs> tape on it, but I might just live it's with not, steamed up glasses. It sounds like no, a it's difficult though. It's not ideal, really. And no. uh, but th- this is—I found the best thing. Anyway, congratulations to great grandmother Joyce Richardson from Thursk in mm. North Yorks. She completed a hundred stand-ups. I suppose that's sitting, standing up from a chair, sitting yeah. position. Hundred stand-ups for charity before her hundredth birthday. Um, the only thing is, Captain Tom's lawyers are watching, and uh, they'll issue a cease and desist if she starts walking around the garden. Well, yeah. We're having that. There's we only one only, of them. Only one person can do that. <laughs> we did a sad news today that the uh, the top hairdresser Trevor Mitchell uh, has sadly died, aged 86. Um, he was very well known down Southampton Way. I think um, Laurie McManamy opened one of his shops. Uh, he was also in the Guinness Book of uh, Records for the fastest haircut. Uh, and it was on Kevin Keegan, his great friend Kevin Keegan. <laughs> That's good stuff. Yeah, he cut Kevin's <laughs> hair in front of a live audience in 59 seconds. Good Lord. Yeah. A f- a I'd, I'd love it. I'd love it if it had been quicker. Yeah, going away this year. <laughs> think you'll ever be England manager again? Uh, well, talk, talk me through your career. Did you think you'd ever play it in Liverpool? What was it like? You really? Well, that'll be it. Something for the weekend, Kev. And that's it. That was it. That's 59 incredible. seconds. He also cut the hair. He was a regular of Peter Schultz used to go there, Peter Shilton. Shane Warne uh, had his hair done there, as did oh, he sounds like Hampshire, a real of character, as local Sean, character. Sean Connery. It's a very sad news there, the passing of uh, Trevor Mitchell, man in the Guinness Book of mm. Records with Kevin Keegan. Uh, you got anything else? Sorry, Andy? Or, yeah, I have. Normally you're diving, I you're diving straight. Well, I am. You know, I, didn't, I wanted to give that a suitable amount of respect because that oh, is okay. a nice well, story nice. and, and oh, quite a sad nice. story, really. Yeah. Uh, now, where am I? He said that. Basically, I couldn't find my next bit. No, yeah, I, th- I, thought that was, I thought that was more like it. <laughs> That'd be ridiculous. Oh, yes. The world's tallest dog, Freddy, who now stands seven foot tall well, on no. his hind legs. Seven oh, okay, on his hind legs. legs. I thought yeah. you meant on his forelegs. <laughs> no, that'd be a bit much, wouldn't it? Seven he's now the old. I know he's the oldest living Great Dane in the world at the age of eight. So I don't know if they put porridge and whiskey in his dog biscuits. But actually, eight doesn't seem that old for a dog. I mean, even for a. You well, know, I mean, I think it's, bit, it's kind of oldish for a Dane. I don't know what the life expectancy you know, is. They, sort of yeah, they obviously don't live. As well. Yeah, I don't know. Twelve tops, so. I would imagine. Um, anyway, uh, anyway, Andy, you're a bit of a fashion victim, and the new look everybody's going for. If you've seen the Jean-Claude Van Damme advert, Coors beer advert, when he's wearing a, 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 a sleeveless denim top, apparently that's very yeah, yeah. in. The sleeveless denim top look is very in. <laughs> um, Gucci you are need doing guns well. for that. Though. Well, okay, you can build them up. Um, <laughs> 750 quid for a denim vest. And uh, and you have to have the jeans to go with it. Four hundred and fifty quid for the washed-out trousers, so you look like Jean Claude. That's a double denim. Terrible. 
Well, but I mean, I think I think you'd look great in a, a sleeveless denim vest, Andy. I just so why don't you go and buy one? That's all I'm saying. It, it, there'll be no ridicule from me if you, if you make that uh, make that leap. Okay, I was thinking about Pep Clotet, who's just uh, announced they just announced he's leaving Birmingham. Yeah, and it is a bit unfortunate if you're another manager called Pep. I think I'd call myself. Pepe or Giuseppe or do you know? I don't think I'd go or Joseph. I don't think I'd use the thing Pep as a football manager because you're bound to be compared to to the great one. It should be only yeah. one Pep, I think. Would that count so. uh, if you were called uh, Guardiola? If you were like Les Guardiola <laughs> or Ken Guardiola, would you change? And you were managing the lower reaches, Trevor like, Guardiola. Like Trevor Guardiola, Keith Guardi- manager. If Keith Guardiola, if you were, would you change that as well? Do you think that would bring a lot of pressure on you? I think you might, yeah. But yeah. it's unlikely, you're more likely to be called Pep something than Ken Guardiola. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. We're going to spin the clips wheel of fortune we've been uh, uh, digging out now and again. It's pretty straightforward. We'll give it a spin. Wherever it lands, we will play, play the clips, warts and all, from that day. Uh, unedited, not a best of, just as they appeared that day. So here's the wheel. Got it in front of me. Let's give it a spin. Quite the production there. Um, and uh, it has landed, I see, on <laughs> the radio conceit. Oh, it's the fifth Friday, the 15th of December, 2017. Here they are then from that day, warts and all. The Talk Sport Clips of the Week. Here we go then. Time for the Clips of the Week. Andy, you want to kick us off today? Yes, uh, happy to. With uh, We start with the competition on breakfast. We reckon there might be something a bit dodgy going on here. Your answers to 8, 10, 89. You have 10 minutes. Text costs 50 pence. Standard network charges apply over 185 only. I mean, how many <laughs> over 185-year-olds are you going to find? That bloke you mentioned earlier on, the oldest man in the world. Well, he's 113. He's still got a long way before he can even enter the Finidi competition. Finidi George. You think Alan sets the, to- sets the age and then pockets the prize? I'm sure he does. No, of course he's better not. than that. Of course not. And we were surprised this week when halfway through Luke Moore of the Football Rambles point, Jim White started to beatbox. Um, this season, there's draws against Newcastle, Watford, West Brom, Burnley. It, it was my, it's, yeah, it was fantastic. <laughs> it's very, very, it was, subtle, it's very good. It? We left it there, though, but I think it did about 20 minutes. <laughs> Here's Jason Cundy on the sports bar taking a call. Let's go and speak to Dooley, a United fan, uh, who is in, it says the United Kingdom, which doesn't really narrow it down for me. It's a big place. Dooley, where are you? Um, I'm actually in Norway. Oh, there we are. I think no. <laughs> Has Brexit already happened? <laughs> it sounds yeah, like, yeah, yeah, might have done, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, this is Goffey contemplating a return to the hockey. Are you so any I'm good? hoping for heavy darts. Are you any good? But I've not played for ages. I normally it's like Wimbledon, isn't it? Not really. <laughs> you can't get strawberries at the Alley Pally. You've, you've been to Alley Pally. I mean, I'd love to hear, uh, you know, Andy Murray walking onto and everybody turning up in those debenture seats in fancy dress. It's marvellous. Yeah, but not really like Wimbledon. No. What's next, Andy? It is back to Alan Brazil, introducing the business news. Uh, Henke, uh, what we've got, uh, did I hear? Uh, da, 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 da. Um, I don't know if you, uh, you never know what you can talk about. 
Why, something. Your business? Just, just get started and see how it Chairs? pans out. I don't know. Alan used to see Hank, Associated Bananas, Down 4. That's <laughs> they'd normally get into it that way, wouldn't yeah, he? Exactly. Now, we know Sam Allardyce likes to occasionally take the mickey out of some of his fellow managers, but he really pushed his luck after the Merseyside derby. Liverpool boss Jurgen Klopp was angry with the call and confronted the official at full time, but Allardyce has a pretty different view. I'm not happy with the point because I wanted three points, but overall, uh, when you cannot win it, don't lose it, you know. It's I mean, a good one, yeah. Better than Luke Kempner. It is better tremendous. than Luke Kempner's. That's, no, that's become the foremost Arsene Wenger impersonation. <laughs> well done, Sam. That, that, he's obviously put a lot of work and time into that. Back to Big Alan with a pretty generic sign-off. Although saying that, I don't know if Jim was there last night. So we shall find out, as I say, back tomorrow. Good luck to the games tonight. Yeah, all the good luck to the games. Game? No particular team. He doesn't want a single out team. Just good luck He's to so the games. neutral. Let's hope it? they've not snowed off. I think that's what he means. Here's newsreader Tanya Snugs with movie news. And The Last Jedi has been hailed as the best Star Wars film ever. It's been screening for press and critics in both the US and the US. She likes the US. <laughs> she loves the US. Yeah, she's just come back from there, actually. So she certainly does love the US. And here's the TalkSport caller of the week to drive. Uh, Glenn is a Derby fan in Derby. What do you want to say, Glenn? You're on Talk Sport. I know you are. Talk Sport, caller of the week. Was that Sean Dyche? It sounded like it him, was. Sean, sure, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Tremendous. Alan's back now with another competition. Uh, to qualify, he asked, which Brazilian defender is the capital of Paris Saint-Germain? The answer was Thiago Silva. Which? <laughs> the capital of PSG. Yeah, the capital of PSG is Thiago Silva. <laughs> yes, the thing about that competition was only open to over 185. Ah, oh, yes, part of Alan's little scam he's got going with the prizes. Now, sports uh, newsreader Claire Cottingham uh, with the latest from the Bundesliga. <laughs> Borussia Dortmund have sacked coach Peter Bosch after their winless run stretched to 12 games in all competitions with Saturday's home defeat to uh, Wander Burman. That's like that automated news thing that I like. I think it was. I think it was Werder Bremen she was going for, I'm not sure. Coffee's back now, here getting his revenge on the uh, Football Association of Wales Chief Exec, Jonathan Ford. What's going on (laughs) at the four? F-A-W. F-A-W. <laughs> yeah, of course. He calls the uh, Portmore Association of Wales the four. Why not? Just to get under their skin. Uh, this is a caller talking West Ham. They really want it. They open up and leave themselves open. I just hope that doesn't happen. I'd sooner win 1-0 than lose 1-0. Are you with me? <laughs> oh, totally with you. Well, yeah, everybody think, be with you. Everybody's in agreement. First losing 1-0 to winning 1-0. <laughs> That's fantastic. So, and finally, yeah. Mickey Quinn was uh, slightly struggling with his Premier League footballers this week. First, when discussing West Ham. They could have come away with three points, but to be fair, West Ham, uh, chick, chick, Chicharito. Yeah, lay a little egg for me. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and then Everton. Rooney's playing well, really playing well. He's linked up well with Sigerson. And uh, we thought that, that was kind of worthy of a little musical interlude. Chick, chick, chick. Sit all right, shake your body liner. Sig, 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 sigerson. Shake it all the time. Didn't quite work, did it? Chick, chick, chick. Sig, 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 sigerson. <laughs> it's that last Sigerson that doesn't do it for me. So there we are. That was your clips of the week. Uh, thank you to Ian Lord, Callum Patterson, Robert Calderwood, Peter Out, um, Paul Forrestal, 
Andy Clayton, Ron Spadgecock, James Rutland, Roger in Durham, Neil Davis, Jim Addict, uh, Andrew Fair, Dom Fagan, uh, Richie, uh, Radio he's, he's Mallorca. Jim Addict. Yeah, no one. <laughs> so there we are. That's the clips, how they went out. Warts and all on Friday, the 15th of December, 2017. I said introducing instead of juicing, instead of introducing. And uh, a caller there was Colin Hart. It wasn't a caller. It was Colin Hart. who's a fan of West Ham. He was talking about his club. It did sound like Colin. Yeah, yeah it was it Colin. Did, yeah, it was definitely. Colin. Okay, that's, that's probably yeah. what it was. Okay. Never mind. Clips within eclipse. You never know. Indeed. <laughs> okay. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. Hawksby and Jacobs here on TalkSport. You'll be fully aware that uh, the situation has been really difficult on the clubs lower down football's food chain. Uh, down in League Two, where it's uh, it's all over, money is incredibly tight, and uh, real worries about the future. But quite a few clubs have been inventive and opened up new revenue streams, without the crowds coming in to watch the games. That includes uh, Crawley Town of uh, of uh, League Two. Have done some brilliant work. They have basically become uh, a, a very fine food delivery service, and uh, it's going rather well to the point where they think it may be an ex- a, a revenue stream. Once all this is over and, and they're back with crowds in the stadium again. Joining us now, uh, the head of commercial, Joe Comper. Good afternoon, Joe. Good afternoon. Yeah, so this, uh, just tell us a little bit about what you've been doing. It, 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 it seems to have been working incredibly well. Yeah, I mean, we, I mean we've been looking at it as, as a potential revenue stream for a while, even, even before the, the virus sort of hit. Um, and obviously when the virus hit, it, our focus almost turned away from football and it become a, about survival. And, and this was a way that we thought, actually, this, this could help us survive throughout the virus, but also post-virus help us become a bit more sustainable and, and help us compete with some of the bigger clubs in our league. And we saw how desperate people were, having eaten home-cooked food or eaten ready meals at home for sort of 10, 12 weeks. As soon as McDonald's opened, people were desperate, weren't they? So I'd imagine you've also had a lot of interest as well, people thinking, well, yeah, it'd be nice to get somebody else to cook my meal for a change. Yeah, that's it. And uh, we, we spent quite a long time looking at the quality of the food. Um, so we thought we, we, could, we could put something out which is, which is cheap to make and, and sell it at a price and, and make as much money, but then that's not going to last. A long period of time so we actually looked at sort of working with local butchers so again we're supporting a um a, a local business who's probably struggling with the virus as well and, uh, and and put something out which actually we're quite proud of i think people would be surprised that a, a football club can can produce what we've produced so yeah we're really happy with it it's uh it's called crawley ballers it's up on the uber eats that's all that's a way of getting it and you've kind of kept a lot of the things on the menu related to the club haven't you yeah, that's right. So um, we, we've got a centre half called Joe McNerney. So we've produced uh, Joe Mac and Cheese. Um, <laughs> Ashley Naderson, who's our uh, centre forward, he, he scored quite a few uh, sort of chips over the keeper towards the end of the uh, sort of the end of the season before he got pinned <laughs> off. Um, so we sort of the, the Naderson chips. Um, so yeah, we tried to sort of keep it quite light-hearted and, and keep it sort of still still part of the football club. The, uh, the for the goalkeeper Glenn Morris, the Glenn Morris saver deal. Uh, yeah, which is the, the the burger with cheese chips and a can of soft drink. So uh, and Reggie's red hot burger. Uh, yeah, that's right. That's because of Re- uh, Reggie the Red, your uh, your mascot. Yeah, that that's right. And, and I think our, our fans have really got behind it as well, which is great. I think because we've 
I say we, it, it is almost a, it's almost a separate entity in itself, but we have kept it as part of the football club, and and the fans have really got behind it. I think they appreciate what we're trying to do, and um, and yeah, we're we're really grateful for for their support. And the food, you're right. The food does sound quality. The two cheesecakes, uh, the New Yorker and the authentic San Sebastian, sounds good. And they're, they're all homemade, aren't they, by your your chefs? Yeah. So, so we actually we we don't do our our catering uh, in house normally. Um, so we we actually brought in a couple of chefs to to sort of run that run the takeaway. And one of their things, we, we sort of saw it as a as a burger and chips, if you like, quite traditional. But they come in and said, "Oh, we make really good cheesecakes." And we was like, "All right, cool." So, so they they put some together, and we. Uh, yeah, we very quickly added that to the menu because, uh, yeah, really, really good, really good quality cheesecakes. So, yeah, yeah we've chucked that on as well. So how can, uh, is it only just in the Crawley area? I take it it is. How far are you casting your net for people in that part of the world? Yeah, so we're open for for collection from the web through the website, um, but we're also on Uber Eats as well. So uh, yeah, yeah. So, so we're, as far as as far as they all deliver, um, but yeah, so, so people can either collect it straight directly from us from the website or or get it delivered for Uber Eats. And you started today, is that right? Is it today the first day for it, no. or? If, Oh, last week. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. So, so it, started, it started last week, and um, yeah, I mean, towards the end of the week, we we really the numbers really started picking up, and yeah, it's got it's got. We're hopeful it's got a good future. Okay, Crawley yeah. Ballers, as we said, B A W L E R Z. Uh, if people uh, would uh, like to check you out and support the club, and from your point of view, in the the commercial side of things, these are these. I imagine these are pretty tough times. You don't get the, the hugest crowds anyway, the size of the, the ground, etc. So. Uh, this must be pretty tough and kind of seriously pretty worrying times for clubs at, at your level. Yeah, yeah, I, I think everybody's in the same boat. I mean, it doesn't matter if you're a, a big, like, sort of in our league in particular, League One and yeah. League Two, it doesn't matter what size of club you are, you, you heavily rely on, on your gate receipts. So, so obviously, losing that is, is a big concern. Um, we, when the season's curtailed, we obviously, or well, it looks like it's going to be curtailed, we're obviously very concerned about, about sponsors. Sort of obviously, potentially asking for a re- refund, and I've got to say, us as a club, whether we are representative of the the league wide or whether it's just us, we have been so so lucky. Um, straight away, our main sponsors, the People's Pension, for example, said, "Look, Joe, we don't want a refund. Um, we we want to back the club," and that's gone oh. throughout all of our sponsors. Um, that they've all pretty much said, "You you need our money more than us at the minute. Um, keep it." And, and and that's all gone out to our fans as well. That the response we've got of we don't want our money back. Keep keep the refund. Um, so, so actually, the harm it could have done, it, it's still not. It, it's still going to do some harm, but it's not going to do as much harm to us as it could have had we have not had the support of of our community. So yeah, in, in a lot of ways, we're quite lucky, and it, it's really brought everybody together, which is great. Good to hear. Good stuff, Joe. Look, all the best with uh, with the the, uh, the takeaway business. And uh, as I said, if, it, if it's bringing in revenue for the club, that you can spend <laughs> on players. Uh, then keep it going after all this is over. Exactly that. That's the plan. Nice one. Thanks very much. Thank you very much. Yeah. Joe I'd Comper be happy there. If Chelsea did that. Yeah, little takeaways. Old Mick, the yeah. chef. He's very yeah. good. The moose tells us. You know, mixed uh, uh, takeaway, mixed grill, big, uh, big Roman <laughs> chips. <laughs> You'd like that, Andy? Wouldn't you? It'd be fantastic. Oh, it'd be lovely. Yeah, it'd be terrific. Why anyway, I th- we're going to bring you striker now. I think oh, yes. I think we should bring you striker. Um, and this is Steve Bruce's uh, fine murder mystery novel. And uh, it, it's unfolding. It's getting. It's very, very dramatic, Andy, isn't it? It's, uh, it's oh, it's very dramatic. Sensational. It's really, 
really taking I look forward shape. To it. We rejoin it then from where we left off, episode 50 to 52, episode 52. Um, the Lennersford town manager, Steve Barnes, is uh, trying to escape from armed kidnappers. Yes, that kind of book. It seems to be days he's been trying to escape yeah. from armed kidnappers. It's at least two weeks, isn't it? <laughs> and he has swum along a reservoir, which is oh, no. bit, it's bitter, it's bitter uh, to continue uh, that getaway. Here we go. Soon I was able to stand up. I had reached the bank where a stream entered the reservoir. I wanted to drink deeply of the cold, clear water, yet dared not do so for fear of contamination. Although all this water was destined for human consumption in one form or another, it had not yet been through the cleaning processes that rendered it safe to drink. With all my present troubles and problems, I dare not risk a stomach or enteric infection of any kind. I reached the top of the hill. I was close to the road. There were rocks, standing stones. These had caught the morning sun and were quite warm. I stripped off my clothing. The cold and weight of wet clothes is no good for anyone in such conditions. I stretched the clothing out on the stones in an effort to dry them. While the clothes were drying, I could even see steam rising off them. I tried gentle exercises to maintain my body temperature. After a while, as soon as I was feeling warmer, I examined my body. The skin had been torn from my hands. My body was a mass of bruises and lacerations. My head was pounded, but there was no way I could examine the gash without the aid of a mirror. I felt it gingerly and discovered it had stopped bleeding, but I was careful not wanting to dislodge any scab that had formed, for to do so would have started the bleeding again. In my condition, loss of blood was not conducive to temperature balance. Time meant nothing to me. I could have been there an hour, maybe longer. I even stretched out in the sun for a time. What any watcher would have thought, seeing me take an exercise and then lying naked in the sun, I hesitated to think. No doubt they'd have considered I was a mad person. At that moment, I felt anything but mad. Just the opposite. I felt extremely happy. Cold, naked, bruised, lacerated, all these. And yet, I felt supremely happy to be alive. Yeah, naked Steve Barnes. If you'd just gone for a little cycle around the <laughs> reservoir that day, what would you have thought? Since it's got a bit bare grills there, Steve, didn't he? With his knowledge of what to do. I laid my clothes out and dried them. It would have taken hours. <laughs> Imagine how long that would take in yeah. the early morning. Just standing there for about six hours in the nude, waiting for his clothes to dry. I, mean, I take it these people are still pursuing him, aren't they? If he, if he had time to sort of sunbathe in the buff. <laughs> He does seem to think they've lost a bit of urgency. He to shake them off. (laughs) There we are. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. Hawksby and Jacobs uh, here on TalkSport. Well, we mentioned earlier on we were going to speak to David Rush, the holder of over 100 Guinness World Records. Blimey, well, it's well over uh, 100. It's 150. He's just broken his 150th title. Um, And he's also written a book on the subject, Breaking Records, 21 Lessons from 21 Record Attempts. Uh, David Rush joins us now. Good afternoon, David. Paul and Andy, it's great to talk to you. Yeah, good to talk to you. Congratulations. I've always been uh, intrigued by people that uh, that break world records, about 150 of them. The amazing thing about your ones is that they are so varied, some eating, some drinking, some balancing, some putting things on. I mean, it's not it's, it's, your skills are quite, they're kind of quite wide, aren't they? 
Well, you know, it's, it's been developed over the years, and that's one of the reasons I, I break these records to promote STEM education, the science, technology, injury, math. And the, and the trick is kids struggle with science, fail at math, and says, I could never become an engineer. But what I'm trying to encourage them to have is a growth mindset. This idea, if you set your mind to a goal, believe in yourself and pursue the passion, you can accomplish anything, and I'll break the world records as that proof point. Do you invent these records? Because, I mean, one you've got here for the record number of blueberries that you could hold in your mouth. Hold in your mouth. It's 146, if anybody wants to know. But, I mean, <laughs> surely that wasn't a record that anybody else had ever undertaken, I would imagine. Uh, well, actually, it was. Most of the records I've broken already existed. So I read through the book, watch YouTube videos, look online to find these Guinness World Records. And anytime I see one, I think now, hmm, I wonder if I could break that. <laughs> and then when I start practicing it, I, I practice it with this growth mindset that I can get better at anything. And fortunately, I have a relatively large mouth, so that one was, was possible. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> so what, what are the hardest ones from your point of view? What are, what are the ones you look back on and say, man, that was tough? Yeah, so I, I, I rank the records I've broken on an internal scale of easy, easy, medium, hard, impossible. Easy is there's somebody else in this room who could break it right now. Impossible is like I've dedicated my life to this. And I don't think anybody else could break it right now, which is like uh, the, the fastest mile run uh, while juggling while blindfolded. That fits <laughs> in that impossible category. Wow. That wait. is. And, 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 acquiring the skills, I mean, could you juggle before? Or is this something that you just, you just did to, to break records? No. So I, I learned how to juggle when I was eight. I got right. serious about it when I was in college at MIT getting my electrical engineering degree. I uh, started a juggling club there and spent a ton of time practicing. And it wasn't until 10 years after I graduated from MIT and decided, hey, I want to try to break my very first Guinness World Records title. And that was about five years ago. Are you are they, are they on speed dial now, the guys at Guinness? Do they say, oh, hi, David, how are you? You're probably first name terms with the whole office, aren't you? Yeah, they've got a pretty decent automated system. It's uh, mostly done over email, but I do have a few contacts there that working on projects with them. Yeah. Now, you've just broken two kind of fairly mm. close together, haven't you? I mean, they sound fairly hellish, including drinking one litre of lemon juice through a straw, uh, which you did in under 17 seconds. But that, that took its toll on you, didn't it? It did. I had a stomach ache for a good day or half a day. Right. Um, but, then, but, but then I forgot that, that how much painful it was and did it again a week later. With lime, was it with, with lime, wasn't it, this time? You wanted to break the yeah. drinking lime record. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, you know, people got such a kick out of the lemon juice record. I'm like, well, I've got the lime one, too. I might as well do it, but I forgot how painful it was. And then I'm thinking, I like lime better than lemon. It, it can't be as bad, right? No, that one, I would do twice as bad. I, had, I was sick really? that day. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. What about, this one probably didn't make you sick, the fastest time to burst 200 balloons with a nail. That actually sounds a lot more fun than drinking a a litre of lemon juice. <laughs> <laughs> if you're wearing some ear protection, it's not too bad. I mean, it's just there's something so satisfying about popping 14 balloons a second as you're running. Mm. You, you, you're wearing stuff uh, as well. You're like most T-shirts worn and torn in one minute. Um, you also do slicing <laughs> records. The most grapes sliced on a balance board in one minute. Uh, <laughs> Most socks removed you blindfolded. Most, most visits in one. to the emergency department. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, most leaves raked in one minute. I just love the fact they're just so varied. But yeah, I say you got your wife in on the act recently for one of these, didn't you? 
Yeah, two weeks ago, she broke her very first Guinness World Records title. I mean, she's been a huge supporter for five years, and, and she's been participant in one, but this one actually she gets her name on. Like, she last year, she participated in one, the fastest time to wrap a person in plastic cling wrap. And so she was the model getting so I wrapped her completely in cling wrap. And, and she was so – it took me, like, 14 tries because I'd always missed, like, a one-centimeter patch in her body somewhere. The whole thing was disqualified. Um but yeah, this time we did we did the fast most t- most t-shirts put on in one minute team of two. So I got thirty one t-shirts on my body with their help in one minute. That's sensational. Yeah. Uh, when the book comes out, when it's published, David, do, do, do they automatically send you one, or do, you can't wait? You're waiting outside Barnes and Noble or wherever. You can't wait to buy one. <laughs> you know, for the first three years, I was waiting outside and I bought one. Uh, this last book, they actually came out and did a photo shoot in Boise with me, where I live. And so the editor in chief sent me a sent me a free book that point that time. Your uh, your book deserve. breaking records. It's so is it? It's kind of telling the stories of twenty a particular twenty one that you took on. Is it kind of a bit of background and and how you did it? Is this the twenty one toughest? No, this is this was actually the first twenty one I attempted. Right, and, and I hone in. So I, I describe the process and what the record was, and how I went about practicing for it. Some of the things that were right, and some of the things that were wrong. But in each chapter, I hone in on a specific uh, talent or skill set or technique I used to either break the record or ultimately led me to be unsuccessful. And so I talk about a lot of having a growth mindset. This idea that you can become better at anything. That's documented by Stanford psychologist Carol Dweck. I talk about grit and how do you develop the uh, the ability to not give up when you fail, and then the role like uh, growth or uh, the deliberate practice plays in in getting better at a skill. You know, if you want to get better at football, you don't play scrimmages. You you go out and you do the drills for headers and corners and and passing the ball, and that's how you get better at those specific skills. That yeah, you can ultimately get better at anything. Is that your policy? So you, you're set out to do a break a record, you'll fail, and you'll say, well, okay, I failed today, but I'm going to go back, I'm going to get better, I'm going to do it t- till I break the record. Yeah, out of 150, I'd say I failed the first time on 145 of them. Wow, when I tried wow. To do it. that's interesting. And, 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 uh, I mean, and in practice especially. It, it, you know, and to become like the world's fastest juggler, that's another one I'm super proud of. More juggling catches in a minute than anyone has done before. And I'm the kid who used to, you know, get picked last at recess in grade school because I couldn't catch the ball. And, and through deliberate practice and having this growth mindset, I've now caught 586 balls in a minute while juggling. <laughs> wow. So, David, finally, what's next? Have you, got, have you got another one kind of in the locker you're ready to go with? I, I always do. Um, one I'm practicing right now is the most ping pong balls caught in the mouth bounced off the wall in 30 seconds. <laughs> So put the ping pong ball off the wall and catch it. It's a good one to practice at home during all this lockdown nonsense. What's the current record? Uh, I think it's 34 in 30 seconds. 34 in 30. So you've got to catch it in your mouth and then kind of against the wall. Is that right sort of thing you've got yep. to do? Put it back out. Yep, yeah, wow. from two meters. 30, what, the, this is the same, in the same ball no. or, or different ball? Yes. Be a, the same the ball. ball. Wow. Okay. That's a oh. – We'll try that tonight. That sounds tough. We'll try that tonight. Yeah, uh, good stuff. David, uh, good luck with the the book. Lovely to talk to you. Thank you. Hey, Paul and Eddie. Thanks for having me on. Take care. You can buy Breaking Records, 21 Lessons from 21 World Record Attempts. An incredible bloke. Like he said, he was told he wasn't smart enough at school and then went on to get the top electrical engineering uh, prize at MIT. So uh, he's he's a great advert for, for hard work, isn't he? 
he's definitely a try. Yeah. I can't even say what I'm going to say. He's definitely somebody that. Oh, I don't know. You know what I'm going to say. I just you are, you have just won the record for most mangled sentences in five seconds. So congratulations. I couldn't, get, I couldn't, I couldn't get the words up for somebody. <laughs> well, make sure Guinness get that certificate to you very quickly. That was ridiculous. David's no going to try and break that. He's going to try and break that, but he'll have a job. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. From Talksport, we were chatting earlier on to uh, Sussex's uh, Laurie Evans, who's been called up to the uh, 55-man party for England for this summer. Uh, of course, there are games against uh, West Indies, Ireland, Pakistan, Australia, um, and somebody will be in the commentary box. We're very pleased to say, fingers crossed, joins us now. It's Bumble. Good afternoon, Bumble. Good afternoon, lads. So, um, w- were there a few doubts in your mind uh, about about going back? Well, yeah, and, and there still are, to be honest, and, and the authorities are moving heaven and earth. I think they're trying really hard to get things going by July 8th, I think it is, down at Southampton at the Aegeus Ball. Um, my schedule, as it stands at the minute, is, is that I will be doing the Manchester game. So there are two venues, Aegeus Ball and the Emirates Old Trafford. I'm sort of seven miles away from Old Trafford, so it makes sense that I'm scheduled to do those venues, but... I mean, you don't know whether there's going to be another spike or not, but the authorities are doing everything they can to get it going. Yeah, I mean, it'd be great if it can come back safely, Bumble, but it strikes me you'll miss the crowd more than most because you like to interact with them. If someone's listening to you on the headphones, you have a bit of fun with them, and that won't be there, which is a bit of a pity. No, but I could talk to myself. I mean, that's just as good. I could have a conversation with myself as I do many a time down the garden, so... Uh, it's not a big problem, of course. It'll be strange for the players, won't it? There's no crowd there at all, and all this social distancing, and we're all intrigued as to where first slip would stand and second slip, and the bowler not using uh, saliva to shine the ball and so on. So it'll be interesting. Will you miss uh, Jeffrey or Sir Jeffrey on on the circuit? He's he's, he's admitted that you know for health reasons, uh, you know he doesn't think he can continue. But uh, will you miss him? I will miss him. Um, he's one of the premier broadcasters for me. Jeffrey um, is compulsive listening. You don't know what he's going to come out with. He can be outrageous at times, but I'll tell you this, he knows cricket. Just a, just a quick one, actually, Bob. He's gone out, as you imagine, with Jeff Butch and Sundance. He was talking today in his Telegraph <laughs> column about the difference between being a ball-by-ball commentator and and, uh, and and being an expert. And he talks about the people he's loved working with over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, he says that really to, to, be, to be the expert, uh, you need to have played at the very top level. You need to have played test cricket. And he's talking about men's uh, test cricket. I mean, what, what, what do you make of that? Well, I, I agree with that. And I think what he's trying to say is that the, the, the lead commentator, let's talk on, on radio. I think that's what we're talking about. The lead commentator, in my opinion, t- needs to be a journalist. He needs to be a media man. And you go back through the great commentators, the lead commentator, John Arlott, Brian Johnson, uh, Don Morsey, Christopher Martin Jenkins, Jonathan Agnew, come up, uh, Simon yeah. Mann, I think he's excellent. But the summariser, he's got to be a cricketer. He's got to, he's got to have been there, really. And I think that's probably what, well, I know that's what Jeffrey is saying. Um, he's 79 years of age, and I know he, he, he's had his heart bypass, hasn't he? He's had a quadruple heart bypass. And yeah. it, 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 in my opinion, I mean, it's not me and it's not my health, but I, I think he's doing right that 
Yeah, I wouldn't go near it. Not at, at 79. I'm 73 and I'm as nervous mm. as anything about it all. I haven't been out of the house, I promise you. Not oh. been out of the house other than to walk around the golf course. And I won't go into any social area. I just won't because I'm wary. I'm 70-odd. Yeah, no, no. It's, I, I, I totally understand what you're saying. I feel similar myself. Um, one thing, though, the West Indies, they're always very, very entertaining. It's a pity that three of them, it's understandable that three of them decided not to, to come over. But I was reading yesterday about Raheem Cornwall. He yeah. looks absolutely mad. You're going to have some fun with him. He looks like he's a decent player and, and, a, and a lot of fun. Do you know about this guy? He's a big fella, isn't he? Yeah. Yes. Uh, do, do you remember 22. the guy who played for, was he, Bermuda, uh, Dwayne Leverock? Yeah. Yes. Who was a policeman. And <laughs> he took that catch, and I think it's still shaking the ground. When he took that catch, he was a big lad. He was like a fridge. Well, it, yeah, Rakeem's the same, isn't he? Six foot six, 22 yeah. stone. He's yeah. a, a spinner. He, I reckon he, he's a decent bowler as well. Yeah, he's had a lot on his plate, hasn't he? He's a big lad. <laughs> <laughs> but, but Bumble, you played in an era where, you know, a lot of cricketers like, you know, David Shepherd, Colin Milburn, I can think two to mind, that were a bit bigger, weren't they? I mean, even Samit Patel got a lot of criticism for being a bit overweight. It's not necessarily, doesn't stop you being a good cricketer or a good batsman. Well, he certainly didn't stop Samit Patel. I think Samit Patel has been an excellent cricketer. He's one of my favourites of present-day county cricketers. But you go back to Colin Cowdery and Tom Graveney. They were portly. I think that's a good way of saying it. They were portly. And, of course, what a character Colin Milburn was. Many listeners won't know Colin Milburn. He was a real dashing opening batsman and had a tragic car accident and lost his eye. Um, but he was a real character. And, he, I mean, he enjoyed life, this, this lad... Cornwall looks like he might enjoy life as well. At six foot six, though, Bumble, he doesn't even make the sort of top six or seven in terms of height. Mohamed Urfan is, is the tallest, seven foot one. Oh, he's a big lad. Big, big Bird, six foot eight. He's quite a few at six foot eight. Uh, Peter George, six foot eight. Boyd Ranking, six foot eight. Uh, Chris Tremlett, six foot seven. So he's. And, and Finney as well, six foot seven. So, and Kirtley. So he's a yeah, fair old weight. They don't weigh 22 down. stone. No, they don't <laughs> They don't weigh 22 stones, certainly. That, that, that does add to the spectacle. It's a shame. What do they, they never quite happened. We could have got Mohamed Urfan and Harry Pilling in a picture together. It would have been fantastic, <laughs> wouldn't it? I mean, Five Lloyd was six foot five and stood next to five foot three Harry Pilling. It was quite comical. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it's, I mean, if you've got them big lads, they, you know, real giants, they're, they're an asset to your team because of the levers, the height that they come down. And yeah. don't tell him, don't tell Goffey. I mean, Goffey would always tell you that he's six foot. Well, <laughs> if, he's not. <laughs> if Darren Goff had been six foot three, he would have been the best in the world. Yeah. Wow. Wow. In his he, noddy holder boots, he's six he'll, foot. He'll tell you he was, actually, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> I was say, he probably is the best in the world. Of course he is. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, not, noddy holder. Not, he, don't, he, he don't live far from me, noddy. Oh, does he really? No, he, 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 and he, they wheel him out, don't they, and, uh, and do the Christmas stuff. Brilliant. Oh, yeah. Wow, it's just fantastic. What a pension that is. Every Christmas they send you a cheque for about a <laughs> quarter of a million quid, Bumble. It's fantastic, isn't it? Ching. Yeah. So uh, you said you've not been out. I mean, how have you been keeping yourself busy? I mean, t- seriously, it's, it, it kind of takes its toll, that, for someone who's sociable fella. You told us you like to go and meet your mates in the, in the pub on a regular basis. It must have been pretty tough. Well, I miss that. I miss my mates, and I've just had a text from a couple of them already. 
But what have I been doing? Um, I'm glad you sat down. I love gardening. I love the greenhouse. I like getting locked away in the greenhouse and do seedlings and bring everything on. And I'm always on about compost. You need the best compost. So my <laughs> garden looks really nice. I like a nice lawn. So I've invested in a bit of machinery to get that right. And we've been decorating. We've done a lot. I like decorating. There's not a lot of blokes like decorating. <laughs> Got to do, I've, I've still got to do the downstairs toilet, and we're waiting for two rolls of paper, and I get that done, and I've finished. Fantastic. Well, you say you've kept yourself effort. busy. It's fantastic. It's That's all good, good stuff. Yeah, brilliant. So, look, lovely to talk to you, Bumble. Take care, and uh, we look forward to seeing you back in the commentary box uh, very soon. Well, I've missed it. Good to talk to you, lads. All the best. There's uh, David Lloyd there, and, uh, yeah, it's, it should be, hopefully we can salvage some cricket and, and see some good games. Certainly some decent mm. stuff lined up with some great players. So uh, we shall look forward to that, Andy. I will, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, in the meantime, uh, anything else you want to tell us about? Uh, yeah, I could do. Did I? Oh, yeah, I did that one. <laughs> Sorry. I'm definitely, I'm definitely not. I'm going to be rubbish on Don't Ask Me today. I'm definitely not. You're struggling today, are you, Andy? <laughs> no, just a touch. Uh, i tell you what I did do, though, on the weekend. I decided that in the table tennis, I was never, we were just never going to get near 1169 ever again. It was quite, That's the record. Did, yeah, that was just one moment in time. And we had a thousand and twenty and a couple of nine hundred. So I said to Sue, "Why don't we have an honours board, a near miss honours board?" So, so I've I've made one, and it, it looks spectacular. It looks like the sort of thing you get in your school or your cricket pavilion. Really, you've been That's carving. Right, you've been doing a little bit of carving. <laughs> no, gold, gold leaf writing. Are it's you um? Are you using? You got these new balls? They're much quicker, like professional table tennis yeah, balls. Sent they, in. They, I mean, are they proving? Are they skidding they a little good. bit more. They're they coming onto the lively. bat a little bit quicker. <laughs> they were very lively. Different. You noticeably bouncier. So I had to sort of restrain myself slightly. But, uh, yeah, no, it's, uh, it, it, it's all going well. It seems to be It's quite popular on Instagram, especially uh, Sue. I gave her, the, you, I said it to you, I gave her the big intro. I thought we'd sort of jazz up the, uh, oh, yeah. jazz up the ping pong. I gave her the, <laughs> the she Chicago kind of, well, it was intro. She came in with <laughs> Alan Parsons' project, didn't she? <laughs> <laughs> what are you thinking? I, I didn't send you the first take where she just came in. As soon as I went, and now she just walked in. I went, no, not yet. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> it's all about making It's all about making an entrance, isn't it? <laughs> it is. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? 
For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. Don't ask me to leave it out. I completely forgot about Don't Ask Me. Let's squeeze it in. Five questions based on last week's shows for Andy. Last, um, was that Monday? Uh, that was Friday. Do you want me to start Monday? I'll start Friday for you. Uh, okay, we spoke yeah. to Steve well, Neal. get any. Steve yeah. Neal, rugby league chairman, to talk about using their pitch as a beer garden. Where were the club based? Barrow. Oh, well done. See, you made a decent start. Max mm, Beasley okay. joined us, uh, actor, comedian, musician. Yeah. Um, uh, where was he when we spoke to him? Ah, he was in Los Angeles. Where he he was lives. in Los Angeles, Andy. You're doing remarkably well here. Uh, Mike Parry was attacked by which creature, he said, uh, when he spoke to us on Wednesday. <laughs> oh, for goodness sake. Uh, He'd just been attacked yeah. by a mad something, he said. A mad... A mad bat? <laughs> no, I think I think that would have made the news, a mad bat, especially at the moment. It was a centipede. A bat. Okay. Um, what did Trimite make? We spoke to them on Tuesday. Oh, Trimite. Uh, or trimite. trimite. Yeah. Yes, I do remember them. What do they make? Oh, God. Uh, mattresses? I can't remember. No, not mattresses. Disinfectant tunnels so we can all go and watch football again. You're right. You're having a oh, meal. that's right, yeah. And why did yeah. we speak to um, book fan Seamus O'Reilly last week? I'll give you a clue. He's Irish. <laughs> remember um, why we spoke to him? Oh, I can't. No, it's a long time He was ago. Britain's foremost expert on striker, Steve Bruce's murder mystery. Oh, of course so, yeah. he was. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, well, what are you going to do? <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. So there we are. That was this afternoon's show. We will catch up with you tomorrow. We'll have Andy Smart's top five golf. Is it golf we're doing tomorrow? Golf, I think, yeah. Golf. Happy Gilmore's got to be in there. Got to be in there. Of course. Oh, yeah. Cup. I can think of a few off my head. Top uh, my what's head. the one with Rodney Dangerfield? What was that one? That's a oh, very funny film. Caddy shows. Oh, yeah, there's some good golf films. Oh, yeah, well, it should be fun. And we'll play some clips and get Andy's top five, and you can argue about the ones he should have put in there. Until then, thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 